Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you, Bear. This is episode 57 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to ask, what is? What is the most important object you own? I would say most people would probably answer their cell phone, wouldn't you? Probably, yeah, I would agree with that. That's pretty sad, though, isn't it? Especially considering, like, only 15 years ago they didn't even exist. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think that's your most important thing you own? Uh, That's hard to say. Uh, I mean, of physical objects. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. I mean, we're on them all the time, whether you like it or not. One of the first things I do in the morning is pick up my phone. Well, me too. That's because that the app on it is what monitors my blood glucose level. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if I didn't have that, I'd probably still stay tethered to my phone. Yeah, well, I feel lost without it. And I remember when apps were just beginning, it was Apple that mainly pushed that. And people said, well, why is there such a a push for people to make apps? And the answer was because your phone is something that, if you, like if you go off to work and you forget it, you'll come back and 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 come get your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've done it. So it's an important place to be if you're an app. Oh yeah, I mean you look. Everybody has one. I mean everyone's on them all the time. I mean it's it's your own personal computer that you have access to at this in your hands at all at any time during the day Mm -hmm. and even homeless people and people in third world countries have cell phones it's crazy isn't it yeah it's just kind of it's kind of sad though if you think about it but i don't know do you think you see these people who do these challenges where they don't use them like they give them up for a while would you be able to do it if your diabetes stuff wasn't on there if forced to or or paid to i suppose i would but the Not voluntarily. The convenience that it has. So you want to do it like as a challenge, like say New Year's resolution? N- no, I don't think so. <laughs> I didn't think you would either. It, I mean, it's like having a personal computer on you all the time. Mm-hmm. No, oh, well, it's kind of crazy. You would have thought 20 years ago that this would happen. Mm. What is the most useless major in college? Well, this could be debatable. Probably the one I have a degree in, <laughs> criminal justice. I don't know. I mean, any you can make an argument for, I don't know. I'm a firm believer that you go to college and the only thing it proves is that you have the ability to get up on your own time without your parents yelling at you to go to class. It's just a responsibility, in my opinion. And I suppose that you had the perseverance to learn something in past tests and all that stuff. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's no one was forcing you to go. It was under your own regard, your own accord. And, you know, it's your first chance at freedom, really. 
And it just showed, to me, it just showed that you had a responsibility of actually getting up because it seems to me that it, nowadays, if you go out into the workplace, they teach you how they want things to be done, how their way is. And I mean. But if there are two people they are considering for a job and one person has a, a degree and it doesn't even matter if, if it's in the related field or not. They're going to pick the person but, with the degree. Yeah. If one person has a degree and the other one doesn't, they're going to pick the person with the degree. Yeah. What do you think is the wor most worthless degree in college? I have two answers to that. Uh-oh. A degree in philosophy and a degree in history. Hmm. Because either one of those is only going to qualify you to teach philosophy or history. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how many employers are saying, oh, we really need a... Uh, a history major for this job. Yeah. Unless they're in the related industry, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of sad, though, that people spend that much money on college, going to debt, and they get degrees. That it don't... just seems useless to me. Yeah. But that's the way the world works right now. It doesn't show that they're smart. It means they know how to memorize things. It's just, like I said, it shows that they have the ability to get up on and show some sort of responsibility and go to class. What is the most impressive thing you know how to do? Wiggle my ears. <laughs> I don't know. I think you've said that before. I know how to wiggle my ears, yeah. But I I don't know. I'm a pretty unimpressive person. What do you think is the most impressive thing you know how to do? I know how to compile and categorize and... I want to say systemize data to, to take distinct different pieces of data and put them together. So programming in a meaningful way. So program. Yes. Yes. Programming. So I would have to say that I can draw the God given talent. I think that I have, I just don't utilize it as much as I should. And most people don't have that. Yeah. That ability. So, uh, so drawing and wiggling my ears. <laughs> Aren't I a catch? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. As long as you can wiggle other things, too. Oh, easy. <laughs> what is your dream job, and what makes it so amazing? Well, I would I would still like to work in the computing field, but I would really like to work for a large gay and lesbian organization in doing some kind of data organizing. That'd be neat. There's... At any one time, they probably only need one person <laughs> to do that kind of work, and I'm not the it. Yeah. It's, I imagine to get a job like that, you need to know somebody who's <laughs> the president of the organization. Something like that, yeah. yeah. What would your dream job be? I think, just because it's kind of popped in my head, just since I, said, since I said drawing, I think it'd be neat to be a, an artist for Marvel. Actually draw comic books. Except that that would take something you enjoy doing and make it a job. Yeah. You would be forced to draw things that you don't want to draw because they're required for the job. Yeah, that's true. Okay, thanks for ruining my dreams. <laughs> well, I don't know then. I really don't. Because I really enjoy programming, but I would, rather than programs that sort bits and bytes of, you know, whatever they're selling or whatever. I, I would like to put that to good use for society and work for a gay organization. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know then. I really don't. Since you just crushed my dreams. <laughs> so that's my answer. I'm going to stick to that one. What is something most people do easily but you find very difficult? Keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> I don't think most people are able to do that. Okay. I don't know if you're going to stump me again on this one. How about you say, I have difficulty doing? I'm thinking, I suppose there are physical things because of um, your prosthetic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't run. It's very difficult for you to go down to the basement yeah, and do the laundry. Steps are difficult. Yeah, I didn't think of it that Especially way. Especially carrying things. Yeah. So, yeah, good answer. Because, yeah, I would have never, I don't know. I guess I don't view it as much of a disability until I can't can't do certain things, you know, until I basically face it head on. So, yeah, it's a good one. How about you? Something that most people do easily that I find difficult is small talk. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that 100%. I, I've never been one to say 100 words when only 10 will do. And that makes people nervous. You think so? I think a lot of people are intimidated by silence. Yeah. I, I, especially in, in a social situation. But I think in general, even when they're by themselves, people are afraid of silence. Uh, it makes them, I don't know, examine their own thoughts. And I don't think a lot of people want to do that. It could be a scary place. It seems like most people, the first thing they do when they come home is turn on the music or turn on the TV or something. They have something to sort of occupy their thoughts so they don't have to think for themselves. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of that. But, I mean, you're guilty of that, too. You don't turn on the TV or anything, but the first thing you do is you get on on your computer and start fooling around on Mastodon or social media sites. It's the same thing. It's just not generating yeah, I, noise. But I have a lot of news feeds that I... So you're, 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 you're just trading that in for reading, mm -hmm. which is the same kind of thing, pretty much. I mean, it requires more effort. And but, when I can't sleep at night, I will often put a podcast on that is something I don't necessarily... I'm not necessarily interested in, but something that will occupy my thoughts so that I don't think about all my problems. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Let I me the, drift off to sleep. I turn on the TV and watch something that either I've seen a hundred times or just something that's brainless just so I, I don't start brooding about things. Because mm. it, it can be a dangerous place sometimes when you're, you start to brood on things, mm -hmm. too, depending on your mental mental state at the time. So. But I, I'm guilty of that. I will leave the TV on, and but the TV's programmed to go off, on, you know, on the hour every hour after midnight. So it's mm -hmm. not like it stays on all night. Because I do find that if it does stay on all night, I will dream, and what's happening on the TV will take place in my dreams. I guess that's okay unless you're watching a horror movie, yeah, which I do quite a bit too. <laughs> so, and then you wonder why you can't sleep. Yeah, I wonder why I can't sleep. <laughs> What issue do most people think is black and white, but you think there is a lot of nuance to? Life. Uh, that, that's a cop-out answer. It's true, though. What is black and white and white about life? 
there is nothing. <laughs> but people people seem to think that though. I mean, there's a lot of people. Everything's right or wrong. But I mean, life in general is just a gray area, in my opinion. What do you think is? I don't understand that. What do you mean? What are you saying? Well, every, it, never mind. <laughs> it's, we could be here for the next two hours trying to explain that. What do you think is more of a gray area? I think people think that others are either heterosexual or homosexual. They think it's one or the other. And I don't think it's necessarily that way. I think there is a spectrum. And you've got a lot of people on one side and a lot of people on the other side. But there's people in the middle that mm, could go either way. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess I guess you could fall in love with the... Like, I could fall in love with a female but never go through with it sexually. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't love them any less. Yeah. So that's a good point. What is your hometown best known for? Wichita is called the air capital of the world, and that is because there are a lot of airplane manufacturers in this area. Yeah. And most people work for them. Mm-hmm. Riveting, um, casting, wiring, everything that it takes to make an airplane. Yeah. And some people kind of bounce back and forth between companies. Mm -hmm. I remember before I came out here, the really the only thing I knew about Wichita, Kansas, was uh, from the movie. I don't know if you ever seen it, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Was, Never heard of it. It's with Steve Martin and John Candy back in the eighties. But they're they're traveling together across the U.S. and they get into a cab and they're they're trying to make their way across the country. It's over Thanksgiving weekend and. They get to Wichita, Kansas, and they're like, where do you catch a train at around here? And the guy goes, train don't leave out of Wichita unless you pig or cattle. <laughs> That's the only thing I knew about Wichita, Kansas before I moved out here. <laughs> and it's still stuck to me to this day. But no, where I grew up, pretty much the beach and the boardwalk is where it's what my, my hometown's known for. Jersey Shore, so. Oh, Okay, I think people have heard of the Jersey Shore. Yeah, I would, I would so think you're so. one of those. Yeah, those Jersey Shore people. No, I'm not one of those people that they show on TV. No, hmm. we dislike those people highly. They're non-locals. Yeah, those people are a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, are we at the end of the show already? Yep. Oh wow, that went by quick. There weren't very many "what is" questions in the, in the hmm, list. Okay. Well, what is your favorite joke right now? What does the Mandalorian say when he steps on the bathroom scales? This is the way. <laughs> right. Ha ha. I got it. Woohoo. I think that's the first one that I've answered correctly. <laughs> this... We hope you've enjoyed episode 57 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Bear. And Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, look at socks. Oh, he moved his head. He's all wound up in a ball. Mr. Socks. Are you in trouble, kitty socks? Stop you have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A W E 
This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.